0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me as always, my favorite guys, Court Winsett. Hello. And Cameron's fan.
1: Pump up the jam. Pump Pump it it up.
0: up. Ooh, I love that song. Space jam. Like, let's bring back some space jam stuff, okay?
1: I'm in the basketball mindset right now, Katie. Why? March Madness.
0: Woof, March Madness. You know, I'm a big baseball fan. I am not a big basketball fan. It's just all I hear is squeaky shoes.
2: I mean, it's kind of a, a truism, but you really can't be a native Memphian and not be a basketball fan. I grew up with the Tigers, the Memphis State Tigers and uh, and Dana Kirk and all, all of that fun.
1: It's interesting you mentioned that I didn't care about basketball at all until I moved up here. And then it was Grizzlies, Grizzlies for life, because yeah. this is a basketball city. I mean, yeah. it, it was at one point, it was the mm-hmm. the yeah. place.
0: Well, I am a Memphian, so I guess I just missed that memo. I appreciate it. I, I'm fine going in person to go to games. I cannot really watch it on TV, but that's a lot of sports. I'd rather be in person and I can get behind it. I know Memphis is huge with it, but I'll be honest, five, 10, 15 years ago when I'd hear March Madness, I just knew like, oh yeah, like don't schedule events around that. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, but I never really understood what March Madness was. So I I'm hoping you guys can kind of educate me as well on this episode.
1: Educate, And I know a lot of this episode will be, it's a fun episode, yeah. uh, the history of it, the money behind it. But let's just talk about the upsets that have already taken place. Oh yeah,
2: because we're one weekend in already and I people's
0: the,
1: brackets have been busted.
0: I did see the last five minutes of the Memphis game though.
1: Yeah. A cool. heartbreaker. But Farley Dickinson beating the number one seed. Mm-hmm. History was made. And I read, at least this was last night, it could be over now, one person out of over 2 million still have their bracket intact. Holy crap. One person left.
0: (laughs) Okay, wait. So just for me, explain to me the brackets.
1: The brackets?
0: Yeah. So it's just like you're, is this kind of like with a fantasy football where you'd like pick your players? So like people have their brackets of like who they... think is going to move forward? The,
1: the brackets are already set. So you had like Purdue versus Farley Dickinson, yeah. which is like a top seed and the 16 seed. That's okay. kind of how it works. And you see this bracket and you pick, okay, I think Purdue is going to win. So it's already like preset, but you can pick your own bracket based on that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So you're, you're picking who you think You're picking is the upsets
1: win. or you're picking the, yeah. the big dog. Okay. Basically, there are 68 teams, four
2: that get basically a play-in game. And then so you end up with a bracket of 64 that are on the bracket. And so you start with the, the basically a blank bracket except for all 64 teams and in their initial game matchup. Mm-hmm. And then you just go through and
1: select who you think is going to win over and over and over again until you get to the, 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 the finals. finals. Yeah. Okay. You've heard of like Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final 4. It just keeps narrowing down until you've got your two teams left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Robin and I always pick teams based on
2: uh, not so much who we actually think are the great teams and who's going to win, but based on where our kids go to school. Every year we picked Virginia to win, and they they won exactly one time while my daughter was there.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's get into the list. This is the greatest NCAA tournament games ever played. And this is by Fan Buzz.
1: Very credible source.
0: You know. Uh, The first one, NC State versus Houston, 1983. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I was going to say, I guess y'all don't remember, but you weren't even alive yet. I nope. I very much remember this coach. Um, the, the, the big reason that NC State was so, so famous is because they had a, a very recognizable and I guess, excitable coach. His name was um, Jimmy Valvano. He ended up, I think that year, he won, I think he won an
1: ESPY. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's because it says later known for his famous Don't Give Up, Don't Ever Give Up speech.
1: Yeah, so he was ridden with cancer. And you've heard of V Foundation, right? Well, it's, it's on all their commercials and yeah. stuff. It's, it's for him. It's Oh, wow. Because he had cancer. And he gave this speech at the ESPYs, and it was phenomenal. I, I wasn't alive when it happened, I don't mm-hmm. think, but I've watched it. The game that you were referencing was 83, and um,
2: I don't remember when the speech was. Next one on the list is Baylor versus Georgia State. Fairly recent. 2015, two 14 seeds upset three seeds in the first round in 2015. Kevin Ware made his first NCAA appearance after destroying his leg two years earlier in the Elite Eight, and Georgia State University head coach Ron Hunter sprung off the bench after his son, star guard RJ, drilled the go-ahead three from what felt like the fifth row (laughs) with 2.7 seconds left, known as one of the best upsets in tournament history
1: wow it's always the coach's son isn't it (laughs) oh i get the sad one yeah kansas versus memphis 2008 oh man such an absolute
2: gut-wrenching game um i was in law school at the time i went to university of memphis for law school and i remember the entire season it was such a such a fantastic season it was so great and then in the finals, they, they tied us with like a second left to, to send the game into overtime, and we completely fell
1: apart in overtime. We just absolutely couldn't couldn't score to save our lives in overtime. Mm. Yeah, so it says here Memphis missed four of five free throws and blew a nine point lead in the last two minutes. And the Jayhawks, Mario Chalmers, drilled a three with two point one seconds left. And the most notable point here: Memphis fans still hate John Calipari. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: was yeah. Like, that is that runs deep. Well,
1: I mean, Kentucky's
2: out out this year. So. Yeah, they 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 Kentucky has not gone past the first round of the NC2A tournament since like 2018, I think. Yeah. There's and so
0: many memes out there that it's like, you know, Memphis fans you say Calipari and they're all like, "No, we still hate him." So <laughs> do you know that yeah okay the next one on the list umbc so that's university of maryland baltimore county it must right. be
1: a large college very
0: random uh, versus virginia
1: yeah okay so this is
2: until this year <laughs> virginia was the only number one ranked team ever to get knocked out of the tournament by a number 16 ranked team uh and that was the year that they were supposed to win it all on top of the rankings the entire season going into the tournament everybody was like oh this is this is Virginia's year and they ended up getting knocked out in the first round by the 16 rank and beating
0: them by 20.
2: Yeah it was it was Ouch. ugly it was absolutely ugly. I was sitting at Huey's with my family. We were talking about how Virginia was gonna go all the way and I think we left when we left dinner I heard that they had lost and I was like holy <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> mind blowing. Terrible terrible game. Um, next on the list is Michigan versus North Carolina, 1993. Who doesn't remember this? I guess y'all don't remember it because you were so <laughs> <a> we five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. You were a little young. This would be Michigan, the Michigan team, the the Fab
1: Five. They were
2: huge that year, uh, going up against, of course, North Carolina, the Tar
1: Heels. Alright next on the list I get a good one Duke vs Kentucky 1992. Now I have heard of this one because it was so epic. Widely regarded as one of the greatest basketball games ever played, the Blue Devils and Wildcats fought it out in a high scoring back and forth game. Grant Hill chucked a pass most of the way down the court to Christian Leitner who turned at the free throw line and drilled maybe the most famous last second shot in NCAA tournament history. Another side note, I Hate Christian Leitner documentary on ESPN is also incredible and everyone should watch. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so Villanova versus North Carolina. Yes. 2016. Considering the stakes, this might be the greatest NCAA tournament game ever played. Okay, well, we just said Duke and Kentucky was the greatest.
2: With 4.7 seconds left, UNC's Marcus Page drilled an absurd off-balance three to tie the
0: game. It would have been the shot of the tournament, except Villanova's Chris Jenkins drilled a buzzer beater for the national title only seconds later.
1: You know, you have those perennial teams that always appear, at least in recent history. You've got Gonzaga, you've got Duke. Villanova is almost always there. They're at basketball school. I hate Villanova. Be- where
0: where is Villanova? That just sounds very like Genovian. Where is it?
1: <laughs> I happen to know this, Katie. It's in Pennsylvania. Oh,
0: Pennsylvania! Uh, thank you,
2: Google. Uh, Villanova, of course, not so famously. Uh, I remember when they knocked the Tigers out of the uh, NCAA tournament in in like 1984. This was this was when the Tigers were again. This was Keith Lee. It was uh, a great great team, and Villanova beat them in I think the Final Four.
1: There's a the list.
0: Okay. So 2023, March Madness schedule. Men's Final Four is April 1st, and the title game is April 3rd. So mark your calendars. Women's Final Four is March 31st, and that title game is April 2nd. Okay, so you got a game to watch on the 31st, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Get your snacks ready. How much does the NCAA make off of March Madness? Because, I mean, there's, there's tons of advertising about it. People really get into it. Okay, so the NCAA typically pulls in about a billion dollars each year in revenue from media rights. There you go with the advertising, ticket sales, corporate sponsorships, and a ton of television ads anchored around the three-week-long tournament. I mean, I do feel like it's everywhere, and that's where, like, I didn't really understand what March Madness was, but I knew, like, everybody's talking about it. I thought it was, like, 24 hours of basketball, but it's just that it's, like, afternoons and late at night and it's it's just kind of not a normal schedule yeah
2: it feels it feels like an an awful lot of basketball going on especially if you're not a big basketball fan because on any given friday during the tournament you know people are talking about games all day at work and and everything
0: so big brands also will take their piece of the profit but ncaa conference commissioners and executives will see the heftiest cash out oh okay so they're getting some big payouts the starting retail price for a ticket to one of the 2022 Final Four games cost about $132.
1: Nosebleeds, I'm assuming. <laughs> Probably.
0: Around 19% more beer is sold to keep up with the cheering fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure like concessions are going crazy with that. So in 2021, college athletes' governing body earned $1.15 billion in revenue. How much do the players earn? Zero.
1: Zero. If you want to know more, go listen to our NIL episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: According to the NCAA, about ninety percent of the money that is collected immediately flows out to the member schools. It's the only system in place that assigns a monetary value based on athletic performance. Okay, and each of the teams' conferences will get a piece of the pot of money known as the basketball performance fund. This fund is nearly one hundred and seventy million for twenty twenty two, and I'm sure that number just keeps growing.
1: There's just money in sports. Yeah, I mean, just so much money. Yeah, uh, well,
0: and it's so. I mean, this isn't in this episode, but I know I really want to do an episode on this because I'm now starting to find clients that are having this. Sports betting. Oh, yeah. It's easier than it ever has been before because it used to be like you'd have to go and find a bookie and you'd have to go to the casinos or you'd have to go somewhere. Now it's at your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: we briefly touched on it in the episode with your cousin Lee, yeah. Lee and I, I want to talk more about it because I just remember discussing how it's so addicting and I have to like remove the app from my phone or I will get us in financial trouble
0: I have watched a little bit of it but it's like here's a March Madness ad here's a sports betting ad here's mm-hmm. another March Madness and more sports betting and it's like your celebrities are pitching it, and you're like, well, yeah, I want to do that. Let's do
1: it. I mean, I put $5 down on a game and I won $150, and I'm like, oh, I can do this. But no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just had to throw that in there because that is a big financial thing. That Oh, yeah. It's like there's money in sports. You want to pay to go to the game. You're going to, and when you're there, you're going to pay for the beer or you're going to pay for the popcorn, hot dog, whatever it may be. But then it's also like, you get that fever, you're you're in it, you're wanting to bet, you're wanting to be a part of it.
2: Yeah. It's another way that people can participate. They're the, part of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, well, this says March Madness by the numbers. Six hours are spent watching March Madness by the average worker. Okay,
1: this is interesting. When they say average worker, do they mean this is watched at work?
0: I'm wondering. Yeah. I have gotten- Yeah,
1: just I have ha- it on the second screen. Yeah. yeah.
0: I have gotten some Snapchats from people that are like, oh, it's a light day, and they've got March Madness on their computer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are doing it. I guess if you can multitask.
2: I find this next one interesting. John Calipari, who we've already talked about a little bit, makes $8.1 million, making him college basketball's highest paid coach. That is bananas.
1: Yeah. The estimated amount wagered on the 2022 NCAA tournament is $10 billion, while $4 billion estimated amount wagered illegally. Oh, mm. The sport betting industry
2: lost $4 billion after March Madness was canceled in 2020. But <laughs> they did. Holy
0: Whew. Okay, so like, hold on. So that's lo- they lost $4 billion when it was canceled in 2020. So that mm-hmm. tells you the impact of the sports betting. Yeah. And I mean, that was in 2020. Um Yes, the economy has kind of gotten a little different since then. But I imagine here in 2023, that number is probably much higher than that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it
0: has gotten easier. Because back in 2020, did they have the sports betting? They did,
1: but it was still in its infancy, just like the apps were starting to come out.
0: So 50 million people participate in NCAA college basketball bracket pool. So that's what y'all were talking about before. Mm -hmm. The average bet on a tournament is $35. dollars So So that doesn't seem bad. But if you think about it, if you're betting $35 for every single game.
1: See, that's my kind of bet, like low commitment. Mm -hmm. I can justify it to my wife.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's justifying as long as 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 you're not taking your kid's college money or your retirement money or your mortgage payment to do that. It's okay. If you know that is money that can be thrown away, it's fine. So maybe... Instead of going to Starbucks, I was just about to say get, like, it's just
1: nine trips to Starbucks. Yeah, it's just, you know.
0: so it's like if you know you're going to do that, then just know like cut it from somewhere else.
1: Thirty percent
2: more money money is wagered on March Madness than the Super Bowl. Now that's crazy. Really?
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, well,
0: it's more games. Yeah, it's it.
1: Yeah. The, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is so one game <laughs> widely watched. Yeah, that's just interesting. I feel me.
0: like the Super Bowl is kind of losing its pizzazz, or maybe that's just me
2: wait until one year when Dallas is back in it and you'll be right back into it
0: I'm going to be waiting a while to
2: teams, we did lose were, Zeke
0: though so yeah. we'll see we'll see
2: people are tired of watching um the chiefs win
0: That's, I think I feel like yeah it's like we're tired of the same people yeah which is kind of you know I'm not an Alabama fan but I I, I was so tired of seeing them always win the national championship mm-hmm. like come on now this is ridiculous they it can't be fun anymore it's like you keep winning.
1: Yeah, I felt that way when Tampa won. Yes, Tom Brady led them, but it was nice seeing another football team name being crowned the victor.
0: But it sounds like in this basketball world, like that's not happening. There are tons of upsets. There's not like the typicals that are going to be winning.
1: Farley Dickinson's going all the way. All right. 149 million tournament brackets completed in 2019, while 156 million ballots were cast in the presidential election.
0: Okay, hold on. 156 million for presidential election. 149 brackets. Mm. Wow, that's crazy.
2: You have a one in 9.2 quintillion odds quintillion. of filling out a perfect bracket.
0: Well, apparently there's the one guy, right? He's, he's okay he's right now. holding on for dear life. It's two times easier to win back-to-back lotteries buying one ticket each time than it is to fill out a perfect bracket.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 78% of employees say celebrating March Madness at work boosts morale. Okay. Nineteen point six billion dollars paid
2: by CBS Turner Broadcasting for the 2011 to 2023 TV rights. Nine
0: hundred forty-four million TV ad revenue from the 2021 NCAA tournaments, up four percent from 2019.
1: One point eight six trillion dollars, the collective market cap of 17 out of the 19 corporate partners and sponsors of the NCAA. The estimated
2: price of a 30-second ad during the 2022 title game was $2 million, while the price of a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl, that would have been 56, was $7
1: million.
0: Ooh, that's crazy. $23.6 billion is the social media impressions for the 2019 National Championship.
1: $69, the starting retail ticket price for a 2022 first four game.
2: $132, starting retail ticket price for 2022 Final Four. 2.3
0: 2.3 billion wing portions consumed by, wing portions, wing portions consumed by fans during the tournament. So 2.3 billion wings are being consumed. <laughs> That's a lot of wings. Tyson needs to be supported. Like, I mean, are they need to be a sponsor. Absolutely. Get your wings from Tyson.
1: I mean, while this is a funzy episode, there's a lot of money in this sport.
0: There a is a ton of lot. money. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a fan, whether your kids go to a college that has a strong basketball presence, that's going to affect the money that goes to the school, whether you're athletes, things like that. I mean, it's, it's huge. And it also stimulates those cities' economy because if you're hosting a game, people are going to come in, they're going to use the hotels, they're going to use the restaurants, things like that. So it's good to have a good team that's in this. Because it gives more presence. Mm.
1: And it justifies why these young men are pursuing the NIL deals. They see all of this money that goes into the sport. Mm -hmm. They are the performer and they're getting nothing
0: out of it. So they're like, I want to cut. Mm. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's it's hard to argue with that point.
0: (laughs) Okay. So what, since I do not know much about basketball, what are y'all's? Final four slash championship predictions.
1: All right, Court, I'll go first if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Final four: Alabama, Tennessee, Houston, and Gonzaga. And I have, because it happens a lot, Gonzaga taking the whole shebang.
2: I actually, I, I I can't really argue a lot with your with your final four, except I'm I'm gonna say that um, Alabama is not gonna make it past Princeton. Ooh. I'm I'm saying I'm calling Princeton for the upset. So it's going to be Princeton in that final four instead of Alabama. Interesting. We
0: will see. We will
2: see. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed directly to your device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me and Katie and Cameron, we have a website. That website is bullcastpodcast.com. Feel free to go there, check out our bios, leave a comment, suggest a topic if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about. If you like pictures, boy, do we have pictures. We've got an Instagram handle that is at Bullcast Podcast. And we also have a Twitter handle that is at Bullcast Podcast. We have a Facebook page that is Bullcast The Podcast, I believe. And uh, as we have regularly mentioned to you before... We work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about what we do there, about our amazing team, and about our boss, David Pickler, then feel free to go to that website. That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com.
1: That's Advisors with an O.
0: Not an E.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything you need to go forth and be merry. So for now, I am Court.
0: I'm Katie.
2: I'm Cam. And we out.